0: Who are the people in your world who fuel your soul, who are 100% supportive of the legacy you are living and creating? Who are other soul models in your life? And who are the people who aren't? Who are the people who maybe, you know, they've been in your life for a long time, but they're not on the journey and they're not supportive. And maybe they're even detracting or they're energy vampires, taking away from the energy that you could be dedicating to living your legacy and creating you know the pieces that are a part of that. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of *Soulbatical*, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S O U L B B A T I C A L dot com. Warning side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. Happy fucking 2021. I hope your new year is off to a good start, although I know we are, well, most of us are still quarantined, and many of us are in very strict lockdown again. I'm coming at you from LA. If you follow me on the socials, you know that I made the journey from Chicago to LA I think I talked in my last solo episode, the final of the year, when I talked about rebelling for our best lives yet, our best year yet, I was talking about wanting to spend more time in warm places in the winter and spend more time near the ocean. And I was able to manifest a beautiful little apartment in Playa del Rey, about a 15-minute walk from the beach here in LA. My neighbor is LAX, (laughs) the airport, and I don't care. It reminds me that life is still happening. And despite the pandemic, people are still traveling and the world is still spinning on its axis, despite things feeling very strange. So I had an epic road trip out with my good friend Mel, who I met in Baja. She flew to Chicago and we packed up my car with a few essential items that I wanted to have with me for the next three months and drove out here and did Route 66 or portions of Route 66. I mean, you could spend weeks and weeks and weeks really digging deep, but there's a lot that's not open right now. And there's a lot that I'm not a car buff, but I really love the history of Route 66 and also the architecture of some of like the 1930s and 40s motels and gas stations and... Yeah, just the vibe. It was super cool to experience. So we would kind of be on the highway and then we would dart off at at little you kind know, of scenic spots and yeah, it was It was a really epic journey, I have to say. Um, Despite COVID, we were very, very careful. We were masked up the entire time, staying in our little bubble, not eating inside restaurants, getting takeaway food, really careful inside gas stations and restrooms, all the things. And it was still fun it felt good just to be outside on an adventure in our own little moving bubble. So if you have the opportunity to do anything like that, I would say do it. Get out and take a little weekend trip or a road trip or something just to... Just get your juices flowing. It felt really good. But you know, I wanna, I, I, I want to reiterate that we were very safe and very thoughtful about what we did. And and to be honest, we moved through, I think it's seven or eight states from Chicago to LA. And there were some states that don't appear to be taking this very seriously, that don't have mask orders in place and those states we blazed through really quickly. So, you know, do what you feel comfortable doing, but no, just even getting out in nature and moving freely. Like some uh, one of the best things we did when we got to California, we stayed in Palm Springs. We stayed outside. We rented a place that had like a nice backyard, and we did a day trip to Joshua Tree National Park. And just wandered around this unbelievably magical and mysterious landscape. I mean these rock formations and these incredible trees in all sorts of shapes. I mean, it is Mel was calling it land of the lost. I think it's some combination of the Flintstones and Land of the Lost, and it just It was incredible. And so it just reminded me, and I know I've said this before, I said this in my last solo episode, just getting out in nature, spying on the divine, learning, breathing that fresh air, staying a safe distance from other people, but communing with nature. It's something we can still do in the midst of everything that's going on. And and given politics and all the crazy that's happening right now, being out in that kind of almost, I don't know, just that very special place with the energy of Joshua tree, it, it it felt really grounding and it felt really centering. So find that place for yourself. I really invite all of you, like even if it's the park down the street, sitting under a tree where you're not next to anyone you know i don't want to put anyone in danger but i also know that one of the safest places we can be right out right now is outside in nature breathing fresh air and grounding our feet in the soil so that is something that feels like it just feels like it's it's fueling me right now. And that was a really special part of our road trip out here. And now I'm coming to you from my little sublet in Playa del Rey in LA. And for those of you who are listening to me and not watching, you're missing a surfboard <laughs> in, behind me. Surfboard is part of the decor in this fabulous little place and feels so West Coast badass. So I'm rolling with it and it's super colorful. And of course, it has orange in it. So it's all meant to be. And as I was telling you guys before, this is what I manifest. I put the intention out there that I was going to spend the winter in LA and I started planting the seeds with my community and my tribe. And voila, here I am. So as we talked about in the rebelling for your best year yet, start planting those seeds and showing up, being who you want to be. And I know we talked about three questions last time. Who would you have to be in order for 2021 to be your best year yet? And what will it look like across all facets or the most important facets of your life? And what do you need to stop, start, and continue to create this reality? And so I thought it would be really powerful on the back of that conversation and hopefully the work that you've all done to set this year up to be your best year yet to talk about what does it look like to rebel for living your legacy. It's something I talk about in the book. And what led me back to the book today is the fact that the day I'm recording this, not the day that you're listening to this or that it drops, but the day I'm recording this, it's the one-year anniversary of my book launch. I'm recording this on January 14th. You'll hear it soon after that. And I was sitting here today and I'm like, damn, it feels like yesterday and a million years ago, all at the same time. I have to admit it was one of the proudest moments of my life. It's always been a dream of mine to write a book. I never knew what that book was going to be about or if I was even going to realize that dream. And I did, and it happened a year ago on January 14th of 2020. And many of you have read the book and you've sent me these beautiful notes in terms of and, and, and articulated to me like how it inspired you and how it put language to what you're feeling and your lived experience. And I can't even... It's hard to even say, I have such incredible gratitude because that doesn't feel big enough and that doesn't feel deep enough. Yes, I have tremendous gratitude for the fact that you've picked the book up, that you follow me, that you've started listening to this podcast, that you're part of this incredible Rebel Souls community. And every time I get one of those notes that says, Your book changed my life thank you for putting your arm around me and saying, I got you. Thank you for giving me the courage to start the business that I wanted to start or to start living more authentically and courageously, to just simply get in touch, like in deeper connection with my soul and living that story. I mean, I can't... I just can't. I, I have a hard time. Sounds funny as a writer, <laughs> as an author to say, I'm having a hard time putting words to that, but it's the truth. It's a deeply emotional space for me. and I, I want to say thank you to all of you who's who've been a part of it, who've shared that feedback with me, who have done the work to create this life for yourself, who are leaning into living your best year yet, again and again and again, and who are sharing and spreading the word with other people. The other thing I'm so grateful for is for all of you who have said to 1, 5, 10, 15 friends, you've got to check out this book or listen to this podcast. I am forever indebted. Thank you. Because this is a really, it's a growing community of incredible souls who are fucking badass and up to big stuff in the world. So the more people we tell and the more we share the news about Badical the book and Rebel Souls, the podcast, and the more we become, oh, this is a new phrase that I've just created. I, I said it the other day and I was like, oh, that's something interesting. The more we become soul models. And the way I think of soul models is it's like the next generation role model right soul model is about we are the role models of what it looks like to live the truth of our soul to live true to ourselves and just that that phrase came to me the other day and you guys know I love to create me some language so that's another one but soul models is this cool idea of yeah What if there were more of us? That's how we liberate a billion souls. More of us become soul models for what it's like to live more authentically and courageously and purposefully. That's fucking cool. So yeah, you guys go be badass soul models. I'm definitely going to do it. And you know what? One way we can do that is by living our legacy. And that's the topic that I want to talk about today. And so I went back to the book knowing that this is the one-year anniversary, and it just kind of made me beam with pride. Like, my baby's one-year-old, and I think my baby is only just beginning to have the impact that she's meant to have. And we've only scratched the surface of liberating a billion souls. We're at the beginning of this journey and I'm super excited about where it's going to take us all collectively. And so I was thumbing through the book and thinking about what are some of my favorite parts? Like what are things where I just remember writing it and going, whoo, like, yes, that's a message I want to get out into the world. And I landed on one of my favorite questions in the book, which then kind of led me to this topic. And the question in the book is, if I continue to live as I am now for the next three, five, 10 years or more, will I be moving toward who I want to become or further away? I've asked this question to a lot of my clients you guys might have heard me pose this question on many podcasts that I've been a guest on, but to me it like stops me in my tracks every time. I'm going to I'm going to read the question again. If I continue to live as I am now for the next 3, 5, 10 years or more, will I be moving toward who I want to become or further away? There's so much in this and I guess what I would add to it, what I've been thinking about today in advance of, you know, hitting the record button is that has everything to do with, you know, if I continue to live the way I'm living right now, am I living my legacy or am I detracting from it? Am I living my legacy or am I impeding it? And This concept of living your legacy is one that struck me as I was writing the book. You hear, we all hear so much talk and rhetoric around this idea of leaving a legacy. And I'm not trying to undermine that at all, because I think leaving a legacy is incredibly powerful. I think living a legacy is even more so. And the distinction there for me is that it starts now. It starts today. I think oftentimes when we think, or at least I know in my head, when I thought about leaving a legacy, it always feels like this thing that's kind of off in the future, this thing that's sort of like far away that I'll, I'll do one day, that you know I'll work up to. And maybe that's not how you think about it. And that's and that's ok. I wanted to share what was behind my thought process as I was writing this. That's how I was thinking about it. And I thought, well, okay, well, what would it mean to be in the here and now owning my legacy? Well, that would mean I'm living my legacy. and that whatever I determine my legacy to be, I'm using that as, the filter or of the criteria for what I'm doing every minute of every day. That's living my legacy. So, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? I think of it in terms of my purpose. For me, legacy is very much tied to liberating a billion souls, it's very much tied to the sabbatical work. And what is that for you? It doesn't have to be that grand. What, I mean, on the simplest level, what do you want to be remembered for? And what choices are you making today to design a life that supports that? What choices are you making today in terms of who you're spending time with and how you're spending your time in a way that supports living that legacy, in a way that supports being a soul model for what you stand for in the world. That's what I mean when I say living your legacy. And I just think of it as a, it's a guiding force, right? It's a guiding force for, am I living my truth? And am I being honest with myself about where I'm spending my time and how I'm spending my energy. So I thought it might be helpful to go through three things that I think about when I think about living your legacy. And I think about, okay, how do I start to measure that? What does that look like in practical terms in my life? And so there are three things that came up for me. One is I'll go through each one of these but one is what are the beacons that help me understand like am I on the path of living my legacy and you know sort of what are the guardrails of that so that's one that I'll talk about the second one is like what are the kind of reality checks around like am I on target? Am I off target? How can I get a sense for, am I living my legacy and really kind of, you know, spending my time and my energy in service of my legacy? And the third is around support. And I think this is one of the most important pieces, and it ties to a powerful conversation that I had with Addison Brazil that will be coming up next in terms of an, of an episode dropping. Whew, super powerful, you guys. It's a, all around normalizing the conversation around mental health, which is something that's so incredibly important to me, as you all know. And even deeper than that... It's really about curating a community, a safe community where we can share our stories and be supportive with each other and of each other so we can do what we're fucking here to do. So I want to talk about those three things. And some of them are concepts that I've talked about in the book. And if you've read the book, hopefully this is just a good refresher and maybe a little bit of a a fresh spin on what I wrote. So the first one, beacons. So how can we create a framework that says, okay, I kind of know that I'm like in the guardrails of what's important to me. And the way that I think about this is... I've set up a personal board of directors. That's what I call it and talk about this in the book. And my personal board of directors are six people. and And I imagine over time that this board of directors is going to evolve. But I'm going to tell you right now in the present moment who those six people are and why. And the way I think about my board of directors is... These are people who represent the high watermark for authenticity, courage, and purpose. And to a great degree, fulfillment, because that's what all of that ladder is up to in the solbatical world. So on my board of directors, I think about these, these are not people I know Personally. There are people who I definitely have put, you know, an intention out into the universe that I would love to meet one day, that I would love to interview on this podcast, that I would love to be interviewed by, but that's not the point. These are people that I can kind of say, what would Brene do? What would Ariana do? When I think about their work in the world and their values, what they stand for, and the mission that they're on, it helps me honor my own mission and it helps me live my own legacy. So I look up to Oprah. So these are the six people who are on my personal board of directors, people who in kind of a virtual context... I literally have pictures of them in my Chicago home and I look and say, yeah, what would that person do if they were faced with this particular challenge, opportunity, dilemma, whatever it is, what would they do? So it's for me, it's Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, Ariana Huffington, Brene Brown, Tina Fey, and wait for it, you're probably not going to suspect this one, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Oh man, I don't have enough words to talk about how I feel about that guy and the incredible loss I felt when he took his own life. And he represents everything rebellious and creative and adventurous and curious and all of those things. He he's such a badass and what he put out into the world was such a unique perspective on the culinary world and on travel and on culture and he did it in such a rebellious way. And so I often look to him and to his spirit. I feel like he's a guardian angel sitting on my shoulder and it's sort of like Okay. When I want to ask myself, like, how would I approach this in a way that truly is authentic and courageous and really fucking badass? Like what would Anthony do? You know, and then I think about Ariana as an example. Ariana has led this Thrive Global movement. She's led this sleep movement. She is, she has single handedly led this, you know, a, a movement around combating burnout in the corporate world and really representing and standing for and championing well being amongst the leaders and within company cultures and solbatical is 100% drafting off of that. And so when I have big questions surrounding like going into that space, I think what would Ariana do? Because I know I'm standing on the shoulders of these giants. And you know, Tina Fey to me is just creativity and humor and has just broken so many molds and stereotypes in the comedy space and given my improv roots. It makes perfect sense. So I don't have to go through all of these, but I really, I want to invite you all and encourage you all to say, who are those people for me? Maybe you know them. Maybe they're a very personal mentor for you. Maybe it's a combination of people you know and you don't know. But I think getting really clear on who those people are that become the beacons for the values and the legacy that you want to live in the world so that you can always come back to that as a touchstone is super powerful. And it's something I do every single day. In fact, I'm going to recreate in this LA space my board of directors because I'm realizing that I did not bring my pictures with me and it is really helpful to be able to look at this really really just oh my god, like iconic group of people and say, you know, am I living my legacy? And what did they do? What decisions did they make? in living their own legacy and learn from them and hopefully one day meet them so that's number one those are our beacons our beacons are the people that we put on our personal board of directors which can be real and or virtual or some combination of the two the second one is reality checks so what does a reality check look like in terms of, am I living my legacy? Am I moving closer to who I want to be and the legacy I want to live every single day? And the reality checks are a couple of things. The most telling is your calendar. This one has been a painful lesson. I shouldn't even say past tense, has been and is <laughs> a painful lesson for me. Because what our calendar, well, let me say this a different way. Our calendar in black and white is very, very clear about what our priorities are. Look at what you're putting on your calendar. Look at what is filling your days and ask yourself which of these things and, and what percentage of these things are serving my legacy. What percentage of these things represent me living my legacy every day, living what is most important to me? It's been a scary thing for me because I've looked at my calendar and I've talked a lot about this busyness and my desire moving into this year, into 2021, to create spaciousness. Spaciousness is so I can get back into my creator role, so I can write more create more content for you guys, and just put more solbatical into the world. And I was on the back foot last year with just meetings and meetings and interviews and this, and, and some of that's important. And a lot of it isn't. A lot of it is busyness. Kind of gets disguised as priority. So look at your calendar and ask, like, what, what is it serving? and be honest with yourself. And then I would suggest doing an ideal day exercise. There's So the ideal day exercise I learned while I was at Harley working with an incredible executive coach who I mentioned in the book. And she had me do just from a blank slate, what is your ideal day? What do you want it to look like? So that's a starting point. And I would take it a step further. And I would say, literally, look at a day. Look at a day from, you know, choose whatever it is. Whenever you wake up, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., whatever it is. How do you want to use those hours? What would your day look like if you were living your legacy? And put the building blocks on there. What kinds of activities would you be doing? What kinds of people would you be spending your time with? What kinds of free time, play time, unicorn creative time would you want to have on your calendar to put your thought leadership, to put your vision, maybe your book, maybe who knows what it is out into the world? Whatever is part of you living your legacy, what does that look like when you kind of put it into an ideal day or an ideal week maybe? What does that look like? And the other thing I would offer you is a question I have in the book that I love. It comes from Derek Sivers, who is a brilliant entrepreneur. And I would definitely recommend reading some of his books. I'm spacing on the name of his, oh, I'm spacing on the name of his book. We'll find it and put it in the show note. But the question is this, I'm using this more and more often as I'm asking myself as a, as a filter for what actually gets on my calendar. And the question he asks is, what if this was happening two days from now? Would it still be a priority? And that kind of stopped me in, the tra- in my tracks the first time that I read it. And the first time that I heard it, I was like, oh shit, how many things do I put on my calendar? Cause I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? It's, let's see, it's the beginning of January right now. Yeah. I'll kind of deal with that maybe in late February. And all I'm doing is kicking the can down the road of something I don't want to deal with. And if I'm honest with myself, something I don't really want to do, and that doesn't really serve living my legacy. And that doesn't really serve who I want to become and doesn't really serve having my best year yet. And think about that. Like, how often are you doing that? I mean, I'm raising my hand right now, you guys, like I'm doing it too often. And so I'm trying to get really, really honest with myself and ask myself the question, like if this was happening two days from now, you know, would I want to do it? And is it serving, you know, who I want to be? And the legacy I want to live. And I'll tell you that more often than not, the answer is no. And so I'm practicing saying a very gracious no to a lot of people. And it's hard. I tell them that I believe in the work that they're doing, that I'm a champion of the work that they're doing. I'm super grateful for whatever support they've offered me. And it's simply not a priority for me right now. I don't have the time with you know the other projects or the big rocks that I'm engaged in. So a gracious no goes a long way. And then I don't come upon a day or many days or many weeks in my calendar where it's like, oh my God, why the hell did I commit to that? And that, and that, and that. I know you guys know this feeling. It's the worst feeling. You open up your calendar and you're like, Oh my God, fuck. It's filled with things I said yes to that. I wasn't an aligned yes to that. It was sort of like a, you know, what we call Minnesota nice, you know, it's like, you don't want to step up and say no. So you kind of say, Oh, okay, I'll do it. You know, it's doing a good thing for that person. And they've been really sweet to me and they've been super supportive and you know, blah, 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 blah. But we've got to get honest with ourselves we want to live our legacy, we want to have a real fucking impact in this world. Then we have to get really clear about where we spend our time and how we spend our time. We've got to make sure a fair amount of that time is reserved for us to protect our energy and create what we want to create and, you know, put what we're, we're you know, what we stand for out into the world. So that's number two. Those are your reality checks. And Number three is around support, which is community. And I, this one, I cannot emphasize enough. As I said at the beginning, I mean, the question really is, am I surrounding myself with people who get me closer to living my legacy or take me further away from it? I mean, that's, this is big. You know, I talk in the book about, you know, the exercise of soul fuels versus soul sucks. Soul fuels are, you know, what energize you and, you know, what, what help you create in this world and live your legacy. And soul sucks are like, ah, depleting and soul sucking and all of that stuff. Right. And, Think about it in terms of your community. Who are the people in your world who fuel your soul? Who are 100% supportive of the legacy you are living and creating? Who are other soul models in your life? And who are the people who aren't? Who are the people who maybe, you know, they've been in your life for a long time, but they're not on the journey. And they're not supportive. And maybe they're even detracting or they're, you know, energy vampires taking away from the energy that you could be dedicating to living your legacy and creating, you know, the pieces that are a part of that. It's really, I mean, curating community has, I think, been one of the most transformational things I've done since leaving Harley. And I just, I can't overstate how important it is. And I want you when the episode with Addison Brazil drops to listen to that, because at the core of that conversation is the power of community and how we can support each other. And we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. You know, I think there's, what is it, the African proverb that says, if you want to go faster, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. I might have butchered that, but you guys get the idea. And this is about together. And it's about, okay, who's along for the ride? Who is supportive of what I am living and what I am creating and the soul model that I want to be in this world and the change that I want to create in this world? Because you're a fucking badass rebel soul. You're here, you're movement makers and game changers and culture creators, and you want to make a difference. It might be in your life, it might be in your business, it might be in the world. I don't care if it's micro or macro. Who is in your life and who you're surrounding yourself with matters 100%. So have a look at that and just say, is the the community and the support that I have in my life, is that helping me get closer to living my legacy? So I think those three things are really important. You know, what your who are your beacons, your personal board of directors. Use your calendar as a reality check for where you're spending your time and what you're prioritizing and align that with your legacy, with what matters most to you. And be really be, be really discerning about where you spend your time in support of, and in service of that legacy, what matters. And the third is support your community. Surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up and be there with you on the journey. I don't think there's any more important piece than than that. And this felt like a really powerful conversation on the heels of talking about living our best year yet or rebelling for our best year yet and those powerful questions that we started the year with and I'm really excited to hear from more of you about what you're creating in 2021. I mean, we're not out of the woods in this pandemic and yet I feel like the opera there, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is opportunity. And so I wanted to give you, you know, I, I guess in my, the deepest recesses of my soul, I want to be an optimistic voice and I want to give you some really constructive things to be thinking about what you want to create and how to live in a way that feels really powerful and really impactful in spite of it all, and that just feels amazing to me. And so these are a few of the things that I'm doing to live my legacy, to continue liberating a billion souls, to invite you all to join me in that mission. And I hope this was helpful. So I'm going to leave you with that thought as always, please reach out, share with me like what resonated. If you're loving this, please subscribe, rate and review. And God, we have such a good 2021 lineup coming your way. So stay tuned. And thanks for being with me. Love you, Rebel Souls. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at solbatical.com and follow me at solbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?